You're listening to the Performance Group Podcast, a place to listen, learn, and get to know the unseen heroes of our local community. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Sean Kirby, and on the Performance Group Podcast, we make it our mission to learn from those around us and shed light on our local community. If you're new to the show, we have spoken to business leaders, community, organizers, friends, and family. And before we jump in today, I hope to ask you for a favor. If you could please just take one second to hit subscribe and share our posts. It would mean a whole lot to me, our team here at the Performance Group, and our amazing guests on today's show. Ready? Ready. Hello, hello, and welcome to the something. You ready? One, two, three. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Performance Group Podcast. My name is Sean Kirby, and on today's episode, I am joined by the one, the only, the number one largest Madison County real estate broker, uh, Mr. Steve Thompson from the FC Tucker Group. Hi, Steve. Hi. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. Um, thanks for remembering to come. Yeah. It's important. Monday after a holiday. Yeah. Not a lot of people would have remembered that they had a Monday meeting. Yeah. Me included. We're all moving a little bit slower. On Monday. That's okay. Did you have a good holiday? I had a great holiday. How about I, you? Um, you know, thanks for asking. Um, it was good. Too long. I missed the office. I missed the hustle and bustle mm-hmm. of, you know, the insurance business. So you didn't come in on Friday then? No. I did check my email, and then I closed it. I was mildly frustrated somebody even had the audacity to send me a request on a Friday after a holiday. You know, I, I feel like people... The same people that would ask you for something on, on the Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, are the people that are not going to be asking you for something on the day before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So most people are either one or the other. And if they're if they're neither or both, then they're working too hard. Yeah. Which guy are you? Um, I'm the day, I take the day off after Thanksgiving. So I work on Wednesday, don't work on Friday. Oh, there you go. I didn't um, work Wednesday or Friday. No, I did work Wednesday. I lied. I didn't work Tuesday. I chased kids all day. Yeah, so we do um, a big um, client event on, I think I told you about, on the, the Tuesday before Thanksgiving every year. Mm-hmm. So we buy a bunch of pies, like a lot of people in my my industry do that, but then we don't um, usually get a lot of them to show up to the actual event where we give them the pie. So we end up having to, de- to deliver pies. So that's what I did all day on Wednesday, just drive around and deliver pies, which doesn't really feel like work anyway. So no. Mostly just fun. That's fun. It's nice to get out of the office anyways. It is, yeah. I, I'm an office body. I like to be there, but it's, yeah. um, it's nice to, you know, when you're doing something like that, getting to interact with people that you, you know, that you like and care about. Heck yeah. That's what it's all about. That's why we do it anyways. Yeah. That's why I do podcasts. Yeah, that's why. That's why. It's because I forced you. I came to your office. I said, I need him right now. Well, but you offered something. You know, it's if, if you, you know well enough, your mm-hmm. business guy, if you want if you want something, you have to offer something. So you came and offered something, which the viewers don't need to know about. Mm-hmm. But um, you, you offered something in return. So here I am. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you coming. I actually came because I took over your um, Madison County Chamber mm-hmm. newspaper that said that you were the top 20 under 40. Well, if it makes you feel any better, it's, it's great to know you're under 40. Yeah, it's also a, the real honor is that my my recognition was right next to, to yours. Ooh, you know, that and was I was trying to pull that out because mm-hmm. I haven't announced that yet on the show. So okay. I wanted people to know. Well, surely from you'll Steve. announce it before before this episode airs. Right? I'll post it on my LinkedIn. I'm okay. just trying to get people to follow me on LinkedIn. Yeah, I mean, that's the, where everybody goes in our, our world. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're a business, business person, you have to be on LinkedIn. B2B. So let's kind of back in. So Steve. For people who don't know Steve and they want to know Steve and they want to know where you're from, how you got to where you are today to become the largest real estate broker in all of Madison County, how'd that, it's a new how'd that start? Yeah, it's a new title. Yeah. So um, I am um, eight years into my real estate career. Prior to that, I was a cop. Prior to that, I was in the Marine Corps. And Thank you for your um, service. Thank you. And it was um, never something I ever thought I was going to do, which most people in real estate say that. You know, most people in real estate don't come into it, you know, from high school saying, this is what I want to do when I grow up. Um, but I mean, we have a couple of people now that work with us that, that did that, you know, they decided in high school that they wanted to be real estate professionals, which is pretty cool. But for me, um, I was just getting tired of the, you know, the law enforcement side of things. Um, wasn't able to, to 
provide the level of service that I should be if you're in that profession. So look for another avenue of, you know, what to do with my life, how to support my family and had a family friend in real estate. So I, um, you know, kind of leaned on them a little bit and got into it. And, um, about a year into it, brought my wife into it. So I was a cop, she was a teacher and, um, real estate decided, we decided it was going to work for us. So we went all in she quit her job and we built a team together and, in, in real estate, you can be, you know, an independent agent, um, which sometimes is the most lucrative way to do things and the, the least amount of stress, even though there's a lot of stress in real estate to begin with. Or um, a lot of people will start a team. You see, you know, obviously here in Pendleton, we have a, a really large team and there's several other really large real estate teams here in Madison County around central Indiana. Um, but then the third way to go is full on broker, which isn't necessarily the most lucrative, but provides obviously different opportunities. And that was kind of the direction I always thought I would end up going anyway. So we got the opportunity to do that a couple of years ago and um, hopped on to a Tucker franchise and then were able to buy out um, the rights to the Madison County franchise and took that over January 1 of this year. So had a really big growth year. We put all of our attention and focus on to getting our processes and procedures in place and um, bringing in good people. So we started January 1 with 22 agents that were affiliated with the Madison County Tucker franchise. And we'll probably finish with about 37, 38. Wow. So, yeah. Lots of new, lots, lots of new faces and lots mm-hmm. of new blood. Um, how are you attracting and keeping good people right now? That seems to be the number one thing. Yeah, man. So we, so we take, I always tell everybody, I say this all the time. So the people that are interested in hearing um, from me or about, like you said, they probably have already heard it. So they don't want to hear it again because they've heard it so many times. But um, I believe there's two big ways to do real estate. Neither one's wrong. Both, both approaches have their merits. You can be transactional-based or you can be relationship-based. Um, you know, the relationship-based side obviously feels good or sounds a little bit nicer, but it also hurts a little bit more, you know, when, when those relationships don't work out, as you know, you know, being in a similar industry. So, um, you know, the transaction side is, you know, you're, you know, you're creating the relationship with that client for that time and um, then not bugging them and, you know, letting them go back to their life and not having to worry about a relationship with a real estate professional. But we try to take it a step farther and be there for, you know, all the other stuff you need. You know, if you're, you've been in your house for five years um, after you bought it from me and then you call because you guys want to build on, you know, obviously that's not something that a realtor uh, traditionally gets involved in, but we want to be, you know, we want to create clients for life. So we create those opportunities to be there for you, put you in touch with the right people, help you make the right decisions. So your, your property is, you know, providing the most opportunity for equity for you. So, so we went that way. Um, you know, I really built upon that mentality, that relationship building mentality with my community as well. So I got really involved in the community, made a lot of connections and relationships and it's just grown. So this year has really been our, our launching point. Yeah, absolutely. I would say that, um, especially if you go downtown Anderson, you see a lot of, uh, Steve's face, um, Apologize, <laughs> apologize in advance. But uh, no, you you can tell that you're you're putting back into the community what um, what you, what you've always kind of wanted to do. Yeah. Are you from Massa County originally? Um, technically, I was um, born and started my first years in Madison County. My my dad was a teacher and my mom was a nurse. She worked at St. John's now St. Vincent for for years and years, um, or somewhere in that network. And um, we. They brought me home to their house on West 2nd Street, just outside of downtown here in Anderson. And um, we stayed there until I was school age. And then once I was school age, my dad was a teacher at Shenandoah. So we moved out there. So, you know, I could live in the district that I was going to. Mm-hmm. And um, that's where that's where I grew up. So, But Anderson's always been, you know, the, the home for me. Uh, Anderson's where we went for everything. My first job was in Anderson, you know, everything that we did. Um, you know, my church was in Anderson, so. It's always kind of been, you know, that place that I, my, um, you know, I resonated with, but, um, you know, don't currently live in Anderson. But once the kids are done with school, Trisha already knows, my wife knows we're going back to Anderson. Are you? Mm -hmm. Going downtown? You going to the north side? I'd love to. Yeah. I mean, obviously I have a really, um, you know, huge, you know, almost too much passion for downtown Anderson. So, you know, if, if I do things the way that, um, if I'm as good as I think I am, then hopefully downtown Anderson be a lot, uh, a lot cooler place than it is even already. So it is a cool place. Downtown Anderson is a 
It's an hap- a happening spot. So you per, per or personally, you recently uh, purchased some property downtown and yeah. kind of, I walked through your office. I did personally purchase it, so <laughs> I worked. Yeah, but um, you've put a lot of time, money, and energy back into downtown. So, I yeah. mean, what, um, what brought you back when you came back from, uh, obviously, time in service and then back into law enforcement? Were you a local police officer, Anderson police, or? No, I started um, with Middletown, where I live. You okay. Know, just across the county line, Henry County, I was a police officer in Middletown, and then um, opportunities weren't available to me there, so I took my talents, the few that I had, up to Marion, up in Grant County, and I was a cop up there for three, three and a half years, so. Um, how have some of those, uh, that, <laughs> those lessons, that time, that um, st- stuff you've done, not only in the military, but in li- or law enforcement, kind of translated to being a not only in real estate, but as a business owner. Yeah. So um, I would say the biggest thing that I learned from my military time um, was in the Marine Corps. So um, we get nothing. You know, we're like we're like the stepchildren of the military. So um, initiative and making things work with less is um, of the utmost importance in the Marine Corps. So I think that's the biggest life skill I took from that uh, that benefits me in my business now. And then the other side with law enforcement was – um, you know, that feel of community service um, that I, I took with me that, you know, I wanted to bring that in and have just incessantly looked for opportunities to be a community servant um, because of my time as a law enforcement officer. But then the other thing that I think comes from that is just um, learning how to sell yourself. Um, I tell my people all the time that the best, um, the best educator for learning how to sell yourself to someone that you're asking to hire you uh, for your services you provide is to um, be required to sell someone into why they should let you put handcuffs on them if they know they have to go to jail. So if you can learn how to um, peacefully and effectively talk someone into going going to jail when they don't want to, then um, what better educator is there to, to teach somebody how to sell yourself? Very dire situations most of the time, too. Yeah. Real estate's a little bit less uh, dangerous. You know, it, it is, but... Um, I, I tell this story sometimes too. My it's my favorite um, my favorite way to explain real estate to people that are prospective realtors talking about getting in the business. When I was a cop, you know, obviously I was in a lot of high stress situations. When I was in Iraq, a lot of high stress situations. But um, about three years into my real estate career, I had um, hurt my back somehow. I didn't know how I did it. And I was like, it's working out a little bit more than I am now. But I I uh, didn't have an explanation for how I had injured myself and went to my doctor and we were trying to figure it out. And he's like, well, you know, have you done this? Have you done this? No. Um, and then, you know, he kind of felt where the pain was and what I was dealing with. And he said, you know, what's your work situation like? Are you under a lot of stress? And I was thinking about that, you know, that time of my life, there was, you know, we had like 16 transactions pending and three of them were falling apart and three more were going to have be homeless. And I was like, yeah, work's a little stressful. And he's like, dude, you have, um, you have stress back pain. Hmm. It's from, it's from stress. And I said, you know, no, I've, I've never had that. That's not something that I do. And he's like, well, it's, I'm telling you, it's, you're carrying your stress in your back and it's, you're causing yourself pain. And I said, so cop time, military time, never experienced stress pain in my back, but I get into real estate and I do. So you know, there's no better indicator that, you know, everybody handles stress differently and what you do with it um, is going to you know be dictated by, you know, your lifestyles and, and how you conduct your, you know, your business. But um, at a certain point, there's just no way around it. You know, if you're, if you really care about your clients and, and the relationships you're forming, then you're going to take burdens on, you know, for them, you know, to take it off their plate and put the worry on you because that's, you're the professional. That's why you're in the business. And um, you, know, you have to be, you have to be aware of how that's happening so you can you know, protect your health too. Cause it's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. And that's taking care or care of yourself is a pretty important thing too. Huge. Yeah. And I think young, you know, we were talking about before, like young guys, you know, we don't, first of all, we don't recognize what's happening to us as we're aging as, you know, if we can call ourselves middle-aged now, but you know, you, you don't think about that when you're younger, you know, especially when you're a young adult or a kid, you don't think about your health because you're invincible, you know? So, um, for people that are, you know, business professionals that are working 60 hours a week, you've got to take time. And I've heard it from all my mentors, but, you know, you don't, you don't ever hear it. You don't, it, you don't listen to it until, you know, you have your first experience with, you know, a, a health issue where mm-hmm. you finally figure out what you need to do 
to take care of yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, speaking of mentorship, I assume you've had lots of different types of mentors in your life. Oh, yeah. Um, kind of speak to, especially being a team leader of now 37 people, what yeah. mentorship means to you and how you try to utilize it, maybe even your own right. Sure. Yeah. So um, I am very, very fortunate that when um, I came into this company and inherited the relationships with the agents that we have, we were blessed to have so many people there that have been doing this for a long time. Um, I finally figured out they've done it delicately, but they finally let me know that they don't appreciate it when I make the point that a lot of these people have been doing it longer than I've been alive. They don't understand <laughs> that, but um, it's true, you know, and with that, with that experience um, comes wisdom and, you know, there's so much to be said for, you know, that old um, adage, you know, they're the old bull and the young bull and, you know, which one actually gets the job done. And there's, um, there's a lot of um, learning that I've had to do with, you know, slowing down and just, um, you know, focusing on, you know, the, the top priorities, what's most important. And it's, it's, um, you know, it's due greatly in part to the people that I get to, you know, you know, brag about having around me. So, um, you know, we've got great agents. I bought the company from um, Ken Miller and Tom Seal, which are two, you know, long known names. Ken Miller is very much still active in real estate. Um, he still acts as a sales manager for us and, you know, kind of my mentor and the guy that calms me down and just, you know, delicately tells me when I need to slow down um, when I'm trying to make a decision about something. And uh, he's a great, um, you know, just a great sounding board for the agents that have had those relationships with, with him for so long. And, uh, you know, everybody knows Tom Seal. And, uh, you know, even though he's technically officially retired now, he still, you know, bugs me every once in a while to see how things are going and asks for, you know, um, you know the, the advice that I need at whatever time uh, we're talking. And there's always something. You know, there's always something that, you know, I look to for guidance for him. So, you know, between them and, um, you know, the relationships, relationships I've built with other people and in other industries and being as involved with our association and MIBOR as long as I have, um, you know, it's providing me with a lot of, a lot of mentorship. So it's huge. You, you can't get it done on your own. You know, they say it's who you know, not what you know, right? Absolutely. Very true. So you are definitely um, a powerful networker um, in, in the, you know, it's, it's, it's a very important thing, especially if you want to be. That's a good compliment, man. Thank you. Yeah. That's <laughs> real. It is. I mean, it's especially in business, especially business B2B stuff. Cause I know you're mainly focused on commercial, yeah. right? So it is the power of doing, um, doing the right thing for the right people, putting yourself in positions, that sort of stuff. Right. Um, what led you to the commercial brokerage world versus, you know, um, you know, personal homes and that sort of stuff, residential? Yeah. It's, it's just more relevant to where I'm at in my career. Um, so I saw a need um, for another commercial broker in Madison, Anderson, Madison County. And, you know, as I was getting involved in investments and stuff and commercial, my wife and I had several residential uh, properties that we were investing in and just decided that we were going to take advantage of the market opportunity and get away from that. Um, because I think, you know, the, the where it's really at right now is commercial. You know, we're kind of, we're back up to, you know, where we haven't plateaued, but we're back up to where we should be caught back up. Madison County market now. So, so I feel like, um, you know, commercial is where the real opportunity is, you know, that's what we're seeing. And with, um, you know, investors from out of state, uh, across the country, out of, out of the country that are coming in to Madison County, they all feel the same way. So I really try to make that my focus. Plus it was more relevant for my company, the, the, you know, with the model that we're building, um, we've got plenty of residential agents and, um, I don't want to compete with them. So, we, um, I was very intentional about, you know, taking taking the limelight off myself and letting my agents go out there and, and do what we know they do best, and uh, you know, uh, support and um, serve our residential clients, and then you know, try to build my competency and proficiency with commercial so I can be there to support them when those needs arise as well. Yeah. So um, you don't see a lot of people going into the commercial real estate uh, yeah, brokers I, world nearly as much. I don't so recommend it. So why is that? <laughs> It's, um, it's, it's harder. It's, I assume it's, it's, it's tougher. Yeah. It's, um, if you're in real estate, oftentimes you don't, um, you know, if you've been doing it for a while, you probably have the, the ability to, to go, um, months, six months, a year without, without getting paid. Um, but you know, 
especially for new people, they, they really don't. Um, and that's, you know, you have to be able to put up and, you know, deal with that kind of stuff um, before you get to, you know, the time where you're excelling. And um, that was what um, I've experienced this year um, and why I don't recommend to, to people that are just starting out in real estate to go that route unless you've got a nest egg. You know, I, it's an investment in yourself just like anything else. You know, I had the ability to invest in myself and say I'm going to take a year off and not take a paycheck um, to, to intentionally build something the right way so I can be there for um, our clients that we need to represent on the commercial side. So, you know, we've done it the right way and it's fine and it's working out great. Uh, we see the, you know, we see the, um, you know, the, the goal on the horizon. We know it's coming, but um, it's just another layer of hardship and stress that, you know, new people in the, the industry don't really um, need to deal with. So it's much more common for people to, you know, cross over or to um, you know, kind of do it in a market that offers a lot more opportunity. You yep. know, you're only going to be able to have a few, a few true commercial practitioners in a county the size of Madison. So, um, but it's coming, you know, and it's there and we're hiring. So, you know, if there is somebody that's in the industry and is looking for an opportunity in commercial um, or just wants to, you know, invest in themselves and go full-time commercial, then, you know, I'd love to, love to help show somebody the ropes. So, yeah. You got to have somebody that's willing to be mentored and learn the ropes from somebody who's obviously, you know, a great mentor himself. Or figuring it out. Yeah. One day at a time. So um, for some of us who are maybe not in the real estate world, um, how did COVID impact commercial real estate? Um, I would assume offices with the home working phase is not nearly as desirable as it used to be. Yeah. Um, you see a lot of big empty buildings. Massa County was full of them for a really long time. You get on LoopNet, there's less and less, which is good. Yep. Um, I think you're seeing more owner-occupied buildings and less large leases because mm-hmm. it's expensive, especially if you can get out of that lease and send your people home. So yeah. how did COVID kind of impact that? And what, what businesses you see thriving or what do you see selling? And Yeah, you hit the nail on the head with, um, with office space. That, um, that got hit pretty hard. We see that in just in downtown Anderson. You know, we've seen that. We've talked about that before. There's, you know, over a quarter million square feet of vacant office space in downtown Anderson alone. And um, that's huge. So not something we should be looking for more of. We should be looking at ways to repurpose the space we already have. So those conversations are starting to happen. You know, we've been having them for a while, and we're hoping to achieve some goals there sometime within the near future. But, um, you know, as far as Madison County in in general goes, it's kind of been the same thing. You know, a lot of your office space has been – uh, repurposed for, you know, uh, you know, kind of your unique retail opportunities and stuff like that. Um, and a lot of it's being repurposed to residential as it should be. Um, you know, a, a lot of Madison County with Madison County being an older community for Indiana, um, you see a lot of properties that were built as residential and then converted to commercial, um, office space and vice versa. You see a lot of commercial space that's being repurposed to residential because, you know, in the old days, it was all, you know, community-based, community-driven. So, you know, neighborhoods had, you know, their their grocer and their, you know, attorney and their doctor and their dentist and what have you. And um, it's kind of, you know, flipping back to the other side, whereas um, neighborhoods still are um, requiring a certain level of service-oriented industries um, to be local just because people like what like to work with people that they already know. So you're seeing, um, you know, a lot of neighborhoods being built up with that walkability feel, um, but they're just in, you know, closer to larger metro areas. So, you know, what we're hoping to achieve in Anderson, Pendleton, um, you know, what we're hoping to see happen is uh, what's already starting to occur here, which is, um, you know, those buildings being repurposed for residential where they can be because that's where the need is. Um, you know, we have a huge, um, uh, need for new housing, but where we don't have the opportunity or the ability to build that in some communities here in Madison County, we're looking for opportunities to, re- to, um, repurpose what we have. So you're going to continue to see more of that. And that's a good thing. You know, the, the rental rates and, you know, for investors are great. Um, they're creeping back up to where they need to be. And, uh, when people are considering, buying and they can't find anything that meets their needs because inventory is so low 
and they don't really have it in their budget to do, you know, new construction, uh, repurposing a building could be a great opportunity. And we're seeing that happen a lot, especially in Anderson. You know, the, the hardest thing about the repurposing is getting, um, you know, kind of the cities on board and getting zoning on board and getting people, you know, pulling on the same end of the string. Um, and I'm sure you've noticed this in your time doing this is um, there's a lot of legwork involved in trying to do that before you even get to a purchase because you can't make such a large investment, mm-hmm. um, not knowing if they're even going to let you rezone. Yeah. So I imagine you deal a lot with um, county government yeah. in some aspect. Yeah, you've got good relationships there trying to figure out. Uh, Clayton, you know, who kind of introduced, introduced us the first time CEO of the Madison County Chamber, he was, um, you know, my first interaction with him, the way that we connected was um, with my involvement with local government when he was a county councilman. And there's, um, you know, there's a lot of good talent in Madison County when it comes to, different government entities. And, um, I would say honestly that, you know, as far as, especially with our big four, you know, with Elwood, Ellick, Pendleton and Anderson and County government, there's, um, really good working relationships, um, you know, with the constituents and zoning and, you know, it's, it's not that hard if you've got a vision and you've got a plan and, um, you know, you're willing to put the work in, then, you know, it's the opportunities are there. To, to get things rezoned or whatever else you need to do to get get um, something accomplished, especially if you're going to put something back on the tax rolls and you're going to improve the community. Um, it's a no-brainer for our government entities right now, and they're, they're willing to play ball. Good, and that's huge. So say somebody um, wants to invest, but they never knew how, or they wanted to get into commercial real estate, but they never knew how, or they never felt like you know they had somebody that could help them you know have those conversations more than anything. Um, how would people, you know, you know, reach out to you with a plan. Yeah. Um, call me. Call me. <laughs> Easy enough. Yeah. Um, it's it's really no different than it is with residential. When it comes to, you know, investments like that, you you um, identify a real estate professional that you want to have a working relationship with, and you schedule an appointment. You sit down you, for a consultation, and you talk about what your goals are, just like you would with your financial advisor or, you know, your attorney or your you know, insurance um, provider, you sit down, you talk about your goals, and then you come up with a plan for how to achieve those. Uh, when it comes to commercial um, specifically, you have a lot um, of other factors to consider, you know, that I guess you have a lot of factors to consider when you're when you're buying, you know, your own personal residence as well. But when it comes to residential, you sit down with your realtor and you talk about your goals. And if you own a home, have to sell, whatever that is, you start there. And with, um, commercial it's an investment a lot of times so you're you're looking at it from you know a different lens and um you know your your commercial broker will sit down with you and help put you in touch with the right people uh, once they find out what you what your needs are what your your pain points may be to try to resolve those before you even get going because there's nothing worse than trying to take on an investment property uh, you know in the commercial world and you know get halfway through it and have a lot of money invested in it just to find out that it's not going to be an, op- an option for you. Um, it's a lot more expensive and it's a lot more timely. Um, so, you know, sitting down well in advance and getting your ducks in a row in, in a row are much more important. Yeah, absolutely. So um, with those ducks in a row, I assume you have a pretty tight little squad of people that you work closely with in the community. Oh yeah. Um, how did you find and nurture those relationships? I think, um, especially as, you know, somebody who's young and trying to get, not in, but like Madison County as a whole has always been very um, gray-haired people. <laughs> Can I say that? Yeah, I mean, you did. Okay. So, yeah. so it's, it's, it is. The, the, the movers and shakers have always been here, and um, it's tough to get in. So what are some of the things that you feel like you had to do or something you did that, you know, as you were on the come up that you – Tell your agents, hey, you know, this is what I did. Here's some of the things that worked for me. What's what's some of the networking you did? Things that you felt like provided you the most options to where you are today? Yeah, I, I, I mean, great question. The the very first thing that I did was take myself seriously. Um, you know, I told myself that this was going to be my my career and this is what I was going to um, do for the rest of my life. So, um, I took myself seriously enough to get up early every morning and start my day early and get involved with those associations that I needed to in order to create the relationship. So for me, 
you know, whatever industry you're in, uh, the first place you should, you should start is the association where you pay your dues. Um, you know, most do, uh, you know, I don't know anything about the, you know, your world, but I'm sure there's an association or multiple that you guys belong to. Mm-hmm. So for us, it was my bore and I got really involved with my bore from the beginning. And that was kind of my foundation. Um, and then it was just looking for opportunities to network. So, um, you know, I took early opportunities with the leadership Academy of Madison County, which you know a lot about right mm-hmm. now. Um, you know, we did that. We got involved with, um, you know, our local Madison County division for my bore. Um, I got involved with some other boards, you know, some other volunteer positions like um, Madison County CED and um, then look for opportunities to volunteer, you know, got involved locally in Middletown. And then my wife kind of took that over and got involved in Middletown. And we, um, you know, I'm on the Christian Center board and several others that, you know, mean a lot to me, you know, personally. But, um, you know, when you get involved and people see that you care and that you're going to show up and you're going to be there and you have ideas, um, you know, those connections kind of happen, you know, um, naturally. So that's where it started for me. And, you know, when you start to build relationships, um, you know, with people that you can form a connection with, um, that's where it starts. And those have just kind of built, you know, just like any other friendship would. Um, but you have to be willing to put the time and the investment into it. So, you know, getting involved in, you know, um, you know, whatever organization, um, speaks to you as a profession, as a young professional is, um, not just something you have to identify and then be willing to, you know, jump into, you also have to be committed enough to stick with it. Um, you know, because it doesn't happen overnight, you know, just like when you are in, in an investment, you know, you're not going to see any return on that really in your first, you know, your first year, couple years, you got to, you got to sit on it. You got to let it build and you've got to be, um, you know, true to it, faithful to it. And, you know, not, you know, stop making your investment payments, you know, into your account because, um, you know, it compounds. Yeah. Compounding interest. That's not just in money. That's in real life. It's in networking too. Talk about the sacrifice that network. I mean, and I'm going to say sacrifice because you have young kids, yeah. you have a marriage, yeah. you are a business. Um, time is limited. Yeah. Um, so talk about, you know, the waking up really did the discipline and all the things that you've kind of compounded to be on so many boards and do all the things you do. I mean, truly as somebody who tries, mm-hmm. I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. I'm on three boards and I'm exhausted. Yeah. Um, the hardest thing for me that I finally figured out a year or two ago, um, several of my people will listen to this and, and say, I'm not 100% factual on it, but they're not here, so I'm going to say <laughs> it is. Um, it is the hardest part to the hardest thing for me to let go of something that isn't working, or that isn't a good fit, um, and that's when it comes to you know groups or associations or volunteer you know opportunities or you know facets of my business model or my business plan. Um, you know, letting go is the best thing you can do for yourself if you truly believe in your time. Um, you, I just had somebody, um, very good friend post something on Facebook this morning that I might mess it up, but it said, uh, if you, um, allow something con- to continue, you're accepting it essentially. So, you know, if you don't like something, if you don't like something that you're doing, or, um, you don't like the direction that something's going, but you continue to allow it to happen, then you're telling yourself that you are okay with that and that you like it. Um, if you don't like it, then you should be fixing it. So, um, you know, that's been the hardest thing for me to learn, but you know, it's, it's an investment, you know, it's a risk just like anything else. You know, I, I hope that I'm um, building something that is going to provide a lot for my wife and I in the future and for my, my kids, my two girls. Um, and we try to find other ways to incorporate that. You know, it's, um, I feel like I've gotten a little bit better about that since we've been, been able to establish our own identity with our real estate company. Um, you know, my girls are around all the time. You know, I bring them to meetings where it's appropriate. Um, you know, they're involved in every community event we do. Um, you know, I try to find opportunities to teach them in that, you know, because obviously their life is a lot different, you know, than, than others, you know, in other families where, you know, their, their parents are fortunate, fortunate or, or not, depending on how you look at it to, you know, to have, you know, a different, um, you know, a different nine to five or something like that. But, you know, those parents are invested in something else too. And, you know, the difference with us is, you know, if you're a young business person, an entrepreneur, you're trying to build something for yourself, you have to, you have to be willing to commit to that, not just being your job, 
but um, your job should be that. And then what you build on that is, you know, your your hobbies, you know, your other interests, you know, your your servant time, your volunteer time. Um, we just have built something where we we decided early to make our mentality to encompass all that into one. So, you know, we, we try to um, identify, you know, the, the connection with any volunteer thing we do, you know, to our business, to our day job. Um, you know, that's not just for the tax incentives. Yeah. But sorry, IRS. But it's, um, it's because, you know, you want to establish a brand for yourself and an identity that, um, you know, people can, I, can connect to and recognize that is you across the full spectrum. So, you know, I, I hope to be recognized as, you know, Steve Thompson, the, the real estate guy, you know, he's the guy that has the Tucker franchise for Madison County or whatever else. But it's, um, it's more than just that. It's, it's being able to provide, to be that resource for somebody when they need it um, in that, that area, you know. So if somebody wants a real estate, um, you know, expert, which I don't call myself that yet, but if somebody's looking for that or that type of professional to be on, you know, a board, um, you know, then I, you know, if I'm doing my job well, hopefully I'm the first person that they think of. Now, it may not be the best fit for me, and I'll try to help them identify that, and that's the nice part about being the largest real estate brokerage in Madison County is we have a we have a really deep bench and a lot of people that have um, really great assets to provide to the community, and I look at that as one of my top priorities is to connect those dots and link people up with, um, you know, the organizations that they can be the most beneficial to and that they can get the most back from as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, especially once you start that servant leadership journey, Mm -hmm. um, as somebody who is very early in their own uh, leadership academy class, um, you just want more people to be a part of it. Yeah. Yeah, leader told, right? You know, you tell people, or what is that? Um, It's not, what the heck, Sean? Oh, this is going to be awkward because I'm going to make you figure this out. Really? You know what I'm trying to say, right? Not, oh, it's not volunteered, it's voluntold? Voluntold, yeah. That's what, you're volunteering your people to jump yeah. on stuff? That's what I was trying to think of. But yeah, it's uh, connecting the dots and, hey, I think you'd be great here. Mm-hmm. Um, I may not be the right fit for this. It's just not something that fits my family schedule. But And in a community as small as ours, you know, Madison County is 130,000 people. Like there's, there's a lot of people here. But in the grand scheme of things, when you look at our neighbors to the, to the south or to the west, we're pretty small, you know, and a lot of, most people know who each other are and it feels good for me. You know, I'm sure you're starting to feel that too. You know, I went into that, um, you know, to the leadership Academy, um, you know, cocktail party, whatever they call it for our meet and greet. And, um, you know, that was my fourth, fourth or fifth time going to one of those. And I feel like every year I know more and more people and that feels good. You know, that feels like progress and, you know, the, the commitment gets easier because, you know, you can see it, you know, there's an intrinsic value to it when you walk in and, you know, know more people and more people know you. And that's just because, you know, I'm there and I'm involved and that's going to be the same thing for you. And, and we're very blessed to have a great, um, a great program at Madison County with Leadership Academy. And, you know, that's a great place to start. So, you know, I know you're not just starting obviously, but that's something to, for you to help you build upon. And, um, you know, if it's not that, you know, if you don't have a leadership academy or something like that, you know, there's there's other network opportunities. You know, most most communities have a chamber. They have, you know, some other kind of a networking group, um, you know, but whatever it is, once you identify the best one for you, you just have to stick with it. Yeah, and worst case scenario, make one. Make a podcast to where you have to talk to people. Exactly. Or they yeah. have to talk back. Yeah, Lock mean, them in a room. We, we were going to talk at some point eventually. We, we met not because of the podcast, but, you know, you're, um, I'm going to force you to go to lunch with lunch with me today after this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so we, he just wants a free lunch. Time. I absolutely <laughs> want a free lunch. Yeah. That's what it's all about kids. Yeah. It, it definitely helps. Who you know, not what you know, as long right. as we get fed. That's the old great hair mentality. So let's, um, put the commercial into it. So since you're going into it right now, let's talk about that a little bit more because so much can come from LAMC. So what's your, what was your initial, expectation or was your initial reaction to your expectations for LAMC now that you've gotten started with it? Okay, great. Never been asked a question on my own show. Um, so to be honest, I, I was looking for something like this um, for a while. And then 
they didn't have the one last year, obviously, because right. of COVID. So um, when I reached out before they even said that they were doing the class of 2022, just saying, hey, when are you guys doing the next class? I'd love to be a part of it. Did you? I just needed an outlet. I knew there was something that I needed. I got sure. involved with Clayton. Clayton's an awesome guy at the um, Madison County Chamber of Commerce. He's barely okay. Yes, I agree. Um, I'm getting more and more involved in Madison County rather than just you know South Madison County where our business is and where I'm from originally. And I'm starting to realize how cool people are. And I'm starting to realize there's, you know, there's a lot of opportunity. And I changed my mindset from Clayton said a rising tide lifts all boats. And since he said that to me, I've changed my entire mindset to how do I build Madison County? And in my head, it's attract and keep good people. So how do I keep people my age here? How do I show them this is the land of opportunity? How do I show them that this can be the next something? And um, so I found you know, the Leadership Academy, and I was like, this is how I can find roots. Took the class, went to the opening retreat, um, knew a couple people there. You leave that first weekend, man, you're, you are in it. These are your friends for life. They don't have a choice. I don't have a choice. So um, I, I told my wife it was adult camp. <laughs> it, it is. I mean, it is adult camp. Um, it really is. That's a good way to put it. Right? And uh, so you're doing the color and all the fun stuff the first day, and, and, and you walk away that first weekend, and you get so stuck in being an adult sometimes that you forget what it's like to be a kid. Sure. So I think that's part of that relationship you build with them is, you know, it's so foundational. Yeah. And then, you know, now that we've done more and more programs, I'm excited for what the next one's going to be. I sent a mass email the other day to everybody and um, sent them the podcast I did with the executive director, Jesse Reynolds. Um, I bought Jesse's book, and when they mailed it to me, I thought, he wrote it in college, um, when they mailed it to me, they mailed me a used copy, and it's signed by him to somebody else. So it's like, dear Lao Chang, or like whatever this person's <laughs> name is, I got to pull you the picture. Um, thank you for the book. And I'm, I, I opened it, and I was going to have Jesse sign it, but now I'm going, this is going to be so much funny when I take him a book that he already signed, that they sent to me for 24 bucks. <laughs> so what does he do? Does he, does he like do a slash through it? What, what do you do? Yeah, I don't know. I hope the message is the same. And Sean, <laughs> but it, it's just, that is easier. Yeah. It's just funny, you know, and you know, I'm getting involved now and it, it's exciting to see that there is a bright future in Madison County. Yep. I hate that you have to try to find it. I wish it was better publicized because this is like the community we're trying to bring up. So that's part of the reason of, you know, podcast and uh, talking to people that I think are influential and smart and sure people that are the movers and shakers. I like that you quoted Clayton on that. That's something that um, he really, that, you know, a rising tide lifts all boats. He really lives that, doesn't he? Like, yeah, I, he, he moved to his community. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it is, you know, he's our generation, you know, and um, I think something. Actually, like, they just told me the other day, I'm in Generation Z. Oh, congratulations. And I go, man, these kids are 17 years old. I'm not, I'm not yeah. like them at all. But you get to be a leader for them now. Uh, no, I like to, I'm a millennial. <laughs> We're in the same generation, you and I. You know, it's, it's really blended, isn't it? Like, there's, there's nothing about, um, you know, a millennial that um, is different from this Gen Z other than the fact that some of us didn't grow up entirely with technology, mm -hmm. um, you know, even you, you've, it's evolved a lot, you know, from your childhood. Yeah. And um, the hardest thing that I think I have to learn is I'm right there on the cusp of, you know, like my 10 year old, she just turned 10 this past week and we were arguing because she wants a cell phone. And I started out when she was born, I said, Oh, I didn't get a cell phone until my, my, I was 16. So neither is my kid. And she's like, I'll be the only person without a cell phone if you wait until I'm 16. Yeah. And it's, it's evolved that rapidly. It's like, well, I don't, I don't know that I can, you know, feel comfortable with her having it. And, you know, our generation, a lot of us are saying that, but at the same time, there's a lot of tools um, available to us to protect them, even with that technology that, you know, even I have to get out of my old foginess sometimes because of that. And, you know, this generation that's, you know, 17 right now, they get that better than we do, but we have the advantage. We can do this. You know, we were taught, you know, we grew up learning how to communicate face to face, make eye contact, you know, be comfortable in a, in a room, having a conversation with somebody in person. Whereas that's going to be the biggest challenge for that 17 year old, you know, just being willing and able to 
make a phone call, let alone set up a coffee date to sit down in person. You know, they're going to be much more likely and comfortable to set up a Zoom, you know, or let's FaceTime, which I don't have the ability to do either. But there's there's a lot that, um, you know, we there's a lot of skill sets that our generation or you on the cusp of our generation offers that, you know, the generation below us um, doesn't and the generation above us, you know, you know doesn't either. So, yeah. you know, there's, there's definitely, um, you know, Clayton and I've talked about this a lot. You know, he's a very good friend and um, whether he claims me or not, I'm going to tell him. And, you know, when it comes to business in Madison County, we are an older, an older community because, you know, when we got abandoned, um, you know, by those in, in the automotive industry um, a long time ago, I, I said, I won't say their name anymore because that's all I do is hear it when I go to meetings with all those yep. people. And it's, um, they're still blaming them. They are. Well, but you know what? There's half of them are blaming And, you know, I, I'm kind of an antagonist sometimes. Like I, I sometimes will do things just out of spite. I believe that about you. You can ask my wife. She'll, she'll agree with that. Especially after having our family with us on Thanksgiving this weekend, she experiences that sometimes. But (laughs) what I will say is, um, you know, it's time to move on from that. And I even went as far as to buy a foreign car you know, just to challenge someone, you know, from the Madison County community that says, you know, why wouldn't you support a, you know, a uh, American made or, you know, something local? Well, guess what? They abandoned us. And, you know, there's more parts of my foreign car that were built in the United States than, you know, most of your, your American made vehicles. And, you know, all that's evolving and our, our understanding of that is evolving. And there's, um, you know, there's, more and more of that previous generation that is ready to see that. And it's hard for us going to be frustrating because we'll say, you know, they won't get out of the way. They won't allow us. But think about if you're carrying a heavy bookshelf or a heavy, heavy piece of furniture and somebody says, Hey, let me take that off your plate. You know, you're not going to let go of that until you are very sure that they're holding on to it because you don't want it to land on your foot. And that's kind of where we're at right now with our community. You know, we've got an aging community who, you know, may not have let, have let go as earlier as early as other communities have, but that's because they're waiting for us to step up too. You know, so it's it's getting to that point, and once they see that we've got it, they're gonna let go. But we've got to be committed to sticking to it and to show them that you know we can handle it before we can expect them to hand it off entirely. That's a beautiful way to put it. That's a way that I've never really heard it. Yeah, I've never really heard it explained that way. But truly. The, the passing of the torch, as much as you want to call it, is you want to make sure that next generation's, you know, proved it to you that they're ready for that step. We need our Kennedy. Once we get a, a young president, you know, that's part of our generation, then, you know, that's that's when they'll finally realize it's our time. It's just going to take time. Yeah. We're almost there. 35, right? You're going to be 35, so it's not going to be me, I guess. I got nine more years. I mean, no. Like I said, it's getting younger and younger, so it could be you and three. Oh, no. Oh, no. I like business. I like Madison County. I don't need to change the scenery. I'm okay here. Yeah, that's the thing. That Think about that. That's your investment, too. You know, even if you are not buying commercial buildings or, you know, you're you know, not doing anything else other than just living here, where you choose to put down your roots and raise your family is an investment as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so anybody that's here is investing in our community in one one fashion or another, and it's up to us to those are community leaders involved in, in, um, you know, this side of the community to do right by that and, you know, help them get a good solid return on that investment. Yeah. It allows us to kind of build the community we want at this yeah. point too, not starting from scratch, just rebuilding it. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, you know, there's, there's some things that need to be wiped clean and you know, have a clean slate, but I mean, there's plenty of assets here as we know, you know, that's one of the things that I talk about why I'm so, passionate about downtown Anderson, you know, you look at some of the communities in Hamilton County and how much they invest in their infrastructure to make it look like what we already have here. You know, you've got downtowns like Pendleton and Anderson that are um, something to be envied in other communities, even if the buildings are, you know, have a little bit more deferred maintenance to them. You know, those are, those are opportunities that I see. And that's where I think people are starting to figure that out. And the goal is to get our local people to figure it out first and be willing and able to make that investment before, you know, all the, all the hedge funds and out of state firms come in and buy it up. Yep. Keep money local, keep people local. Well, so Steve, I think you've done a great job. Um, you know, not even, 
not only championing uh, Madison County, but also uh, building a beautiful business and attracting and keeping some people. If you added 12 more to staff this year, um, if people want to get a hold of you, whether they're brokers and they want to get into the commercial business or they're, you know, they're interested in more and more um, commercial assets in Madison County, how would they get a hold of you? What's the best method of communication? I know you said phone earlier, but. Yeah, I mean, that was kind of a joke. Just text me. Don't call because they'll tell you I probably won't answer but i like to be totally invested in my time you know my cell phone's there but i'm here with you thank you looking at that so um so text is good so i make sure i catch it but honestly like we've got four locations we're in anderson downtown anderson we're in alexandria we're in downtown middletown across the county line and we're also in downtown uh, pendleton so you know if you want to um you know make a connection with us or any of my people just stop by you know that's it's an open door policy at all times and you know we love walk-ins so absolutely um, I am right downtown at 11th and Jackson. Gorgeous um, building. Thank you. Yeah, spent a lot of time on that one, haven't you? Yeah, it's basically that's been the other thing that I've spent all my time on this year. I said, I, you know, the biggest reason we made sure we got a comfortable couch in there so I have a place to sleep <laughs> late at night. When you get kicked out of your house for staying there too late, that's only happened a couple times, and more have been more have been warranted and deserving. Mm-hmm. But it is, um, it is. Um, definitely labor of love that's that's starting to pay off you know there's there's definitely people willing to be a part of something if you're willing to build it and um, that's what we're experiencing there it's a really cool building i love the history i'm a big history guy and we've been able to you know put some modern spins on it while also you know honoring what it was originally designed for and uh it's just a cool building you know everybody if you say it's you know leviton jackson they're like where's that you give them the address they're like where's that well, it's the it's the big two story glass lobby with all the windows and the double staircase. Double staircase, yeah. love it. It's I'm trying to get that's here's my other like big pitch to people that are listening like bring your kids to do their prom pictures there because I that's part of the was one of my goals when we redid that lobby was to make it nice enough people would use it for their backgrounds for their their photos. So oh yeah, good senior picture spot too. Huge, yeah. We've got plenty of options there, free of charge. Ooh, community community service right there. There you go. So stop in there. Um, they got a mini fridge too. You have a mini fridge on the front and a full, um, full stocked kitchen in the back. So just mention mention that to them. Um, Steve personally will make you a grilled cheese in the back. Um, that's that's great. I actually um, just learned how to do that a lot better way. So I'm I'm all for that. Ooh, grilled and, cheese. And yeah, we'll have to talk about that off air. Yeah. Don't want to give away your secrets. <laughs> no, absolutely not. No, that's that's for the paid subscribers. Uh huh. We have a paid version. Yeah. Uh, Check out my OnlyFans. Patreon members will learn about the grilled cheese after this. Mm -hmm. I mean, my OnlyPans. Get it? Because you flip it. All right, Steve. Thanks for coming in today. You Um, must be a dad. Yeah. Everybody check out FC Tucker. Uh, If you need anything, call him. Bye. Tucker, um, tucker tucker-thompson.com. Or just Google FC Tucker. We we pop up. We have, yeah. You got good good SEO? SEO. You would hope so. Somebody else is paying for that. (laughs) Thanks, Steve. Bye. Thanks. Hey, guys. Thank you again so much for your love and support of the Performance Group podcast. For more information on the podcast, the Performance Group, or even our guests, feel free to reach out directly via our website, performancegroupindiana.com, or feel free to email me directly, which is sean at performancegroupindiana.com. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you.